Some are calling it a digital or cyber tsunami. We're talking this week about the cyber world and helping your children get through the storm. You're listening to Parenting on Purpose with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. And I don't know what the latest numbers are, but I think kids probably as early as maybe seven or eight are starting to get phones. Well, I think they're starting to practice with phones that aren't hooked up and phones. So they're so aware at, at 18 months. I know my 18 month right. grandson has, has, um, children's apps, children's learning apps, old mm-hmm. McDonald apps, all these apps on his phone. And, uh, so what's happened is they're, you know, and we know this, they're getting a new label and the new label is their cyber natives. And we're cyber immigrants. Mm-hmm. They need to be cyber natives. There's no doubt about it. They need to understand it. But what we're also seeing is a new phrase, cyber dependent. And we want to we want to talk this week about understanding the reality, understanding the research. This happened so fast. The cyber world grew so fast. Yes. And we jumped in as adults so fast and had to have the newer and the faster and the bigger and the better and the and the backup system and not not just my phone, but my tablet and my mini and whatever it is. And so that before we knew it, we got consumed by this, and it's natural for our children to want to be consumed by it. It's cool. It's a major form of freedom that no child has ever had, freedom of communication. You know, in the past, you kind of saw to it who communicated with your child. Anybody can communicate with your child, and you knew what was being communicated. I mean, we really interviewed babysitters, if you even used a babysitter. Um, Now the people that are interacting with your children, we don't know, and there's finally research is coming out, and we need to be totally aware of this research. I do want to give the name of a book. It's called The Digital Invasion by Dr. Archibald Hart and his daughter, Dr. Sylvia Freed. And and those two have, have panned through the research and pulled it out. Dr. Hart is a mentor for a lot of people. I know he's a great friend of James Dobson's. And, and he's he's kind of our researcher on, on staff. at a, He's the head of the psych department at a university in, in Southern California. The, the digital invasion is very helpful. And, and whether we agree, and, and I, I want to say thank you to a friend of yours, Sarah Heideck, who handed me wow. this book. Yeah, Excellent. she uh, she's your age. She's a mom, and, and uh, you and my daughter, Tori, and her uh, interact mm-hmm. on things. And, mm-hmm. and she said, you need to see this book. And she's right. We, we need to not be afraid of the digital world. It's here. It's mm-hmm. absolutely here. Uh, and it's here in an amazing way. Sheridan House, for instance. Sheridan House just got on with Amazon Smile or, or Smile.Amazon where you can buy a product uh, the way you regularly buy it uh, on Smile Amazon or Amazon Smile. I think you can do it both ways and declare Sheridan House as your charity and they give us a half a percent of everything it bought oh, wow. uh, through that. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's part of us. I'm, my, when I went home and explained that to Rosemary uh, about my wife, Rosemary, about a- Amazon doing this, she says, oh, my goodness, why didn't you tell me? I said, no, it just happened. She said, I did all of Christmas on Amazon. Oh. So it is new here, and it's happened. The problem is, are our children able to handle all this fire hose of information uh, and should they be? And, and if I don't stop to think about it and if I don't stop to process it, then all of a sudden I'll find out things too late and I'll realize some research that we'll talk about this week and, and also not just talk about it, but what do you do? And, and, and here's the thing. We're going to all have weigh, weigh in with heavy opinions on mm-hmm. what you should do, what you can do. Um, but we do need to do, to know total unlimited, uh, unscreened access is very damaging. Too much access is emotionally and developmentally damaging. Yeah. There, uh, you said you use the word, um, you use the phrase, uh, depend, cyber dependent. Mm. And it's interesting because when you have elementary aged uh, students and they're learning their multiplication tables, 
you're obviously trying to drill it into their heads because it is going to be so useful for their whole life. And you keep thinking, I've thought it many times, man, these kids need to know the chart, but like complex multiplication and all that, we just have calculators now and we're so dependent. And, and like you said, it's not going anywhere. We're always going to have calculators. We're going to have it. Here's the problem. I don't need to learn the mathematics to specifically learn the net mathematics. It teaches me how to think. It's a sequential thinking process. Mm-hmm. Algebra is, a, I've never used algebra. And you remember when you were in algebra yeah. class, you think, well, I'm never going to use this. Why am I here? Right. It's not about the algebra. It's about thinking. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. about teaching a child to think. And so we we want them to be thinking rather than react. But it's even more than that, though. I mean, their entire existence has another side to it, which is in cyber world. Like they are, they have another world to who they are, and that's online. And you have a window into that. But stepping into that world, I mean, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. You know. I, I, I think the re- that some of the things we don't realize is this too much time in the cyber world, they're saying now, even changes brain waves in someone's head. You start to think differently. Listen to this. Rosemary's, Rosemary's grandfather lost his arm in Korea. Uh, he was a missionary in Korea, had a Jeep accident, lost his arm. And the rest of his life, he dealt with phantom pain. It's called phantom pain. The arm's not there, but you felt the pain. And mm-hmm. uh, he would wake up at night with phantom pain on, on an appendage that didn't exist anymore. We have a new thing. It's very interesting. Uh, a new disorder. It's called PCVD. PCVD is phantom cell phone vibration disorder. <laughs> People have oh, a, used to having a cell phone. In, I've uh, had that. Oh, okay. Well, that means you're messed up. I oh. mean, let's just face it. You're, okay, messed, yeah, you're messed up and you need some kind of medication for, for, the, for this PCVD. It's so used to your phone, so used to your phone, that even when it's not in your pocket, you feel you feel the vibration yeah. in your pocket. Yeah. So you've actually had that, huh? Actually, Ruthie, this is an intervention. Uh, you, the, the, the public intervention. Yes, this is a public intervention for some of your issues. Well, that and and hearing your ringtone. You know, sometimes you'll hear things, but it's also because since I work. Oh, well, you ring- have that too. This is worse yeah. than I thought. Yes. Well, anyway, research is indicating that too much, too much, too much, mm-hmm. and we need to ratchet it back. And I think some parents are saying, "Wow, I don't even know how to step in here. I don't know what to, I've got to decide what's best for the development." The physical development, obesity has picked up since the cyber world. It used it used to be boring to be inside. Can I go out? Can I go out? I don't want to go out anymore. I've got everything I need in this little box called my phone. Uh, and, and so we we have to decide this is important. You know, it, it just a decade, three decades ago, childhood obesity was under nine percent. It's at eighteen percent now. Wow, it's just amazing. It's doubled. Oh, it's amazing. My my dad, when my mom died, I was 16. My dad was a two-pack-a-day smoker. And, uh, I mean, he grew up in Virginia. And uh, it, it's always interesting. He was he was a, a business executive with IBM in Manhattan. But he was a two-day smoker, mm-hmm. two, two-pack-a-day smoker. My mom died. He sat there on the couch the week my mom died and realized, this is bad for my two boys watching me smoke. I'm here. I don't want to pass it on. Stopped. Done. Never smoked Cold again turkey. the rest of his life. Done. Because he believed this was not good for his boys to see. We've got to decide, okay, this, this book, Cyber and Digital Invasion, and all the research is coming out. You don't have to go far to get it. Is impacting my children. I have to decide. I'm in charge of this. I'm not taking everything away. The reality is they have to be sophisticated with it. Mm-hmm. 
Tori went to college, very sophisticated with how to do research on the Internet. And and when she got to college, you know, it's always amazed me that colleges are still building libraries that nobody's going to yeah. other than to sit and study. You can let them study in their room or wherever else mm-hmm. because all the research, Tori did all the research for all the things that she needed to do on a computer at other libraries around the world mm-hmm. because different areas, her degree is the same as mine, different areas in psychology were had the research she needed. They have to know how to do it. They have to know how to function. But they, but we have to jump in and limit them. My children, I, I made sure my children needed to know how uh, to handle a credit card before they left home. Needed to know how to obviously drive a car before they left home. But I limited it. Mm-hmm. This this one's gotten past us so far, so fast that we're way behind, and we have to decide. Okay, I may not understand. This is one thing. They're more sophisticated than me, and I think this is what happened. I taught my children how to handle a credit card. I taught my children how to drive a car. I taught in the cyber world, they taught themselves and they're so far out front of me. But the things we're seeing, they were even, we've even got a new phobia. Uh, now um, it hasn't made the DSM manual, but the new phobia is, is called nomophobia and nomophobia is no mobile phone access phobia. It's, it's, yeah. I don't have it. What am I going to do without it? Which is like, really? Well, I I had one of the kids told me one of the worst punishments that you can do is take my cell phone away. Mm. <laughs> it made me laugh like, really? But I started to think about it and they are on their phones so much that it's like cutting them off from their friends. Mm. It's cutting them off from entertainment. It's, I mean, what that, those it's, phones and computers represent is a it lot. It represents contact. It doesn't develop friendship and we no. don't realize that it represents contact. And it creates what they're going to begin to use the word in addiction. They're going to begin to use that word. It's it, to me, it seems like a stretch, but we're going to see them use that word. But some of the research has comes out has come out uh, by Dr. Michelle Borba, and it's very interesting. She's talking about the rise of the cyber world and the rise of bullying simultaneously. Mm, true. And so she did the research. She did research on okay, where do these interact? Well, if my most of my communication is in the texting world, the cyber world, or Facebook or whatever, I don't really develop any empathetic feeling towards other people. I don't know how to have relationship. I don't feel. Uh, we just fire instead of feel. And then you get into the interactions, and it shouldn't hurt my feelings then because I haven't developed my feelings uh, by actually having friends where we put this down and we talk to each other. Uh, so little wonder that bullying has picked up. And, and you add to that, I'm supposed to be able to get married? I mean, I, I, once again, it happens constantly. I had a 30-something ask me this week, how do you talk to your wife? We're so different. How do you actually just sit? He said, I've heard you spend, he's a pastor, I've heard you spend time talking about how you guys, you and Rosemary, just sit. And I had to say, well, it didn't come naturally because we're different. But I also sat and talked with my dad. I knew how to do those things. I was trained. I don't think anybody back then thought we had to teach this, but we did do this because there weren't other things. Or And if there were, I wouldn't let them invade. I didn't let it invade my, my home. And, and that's very important because I know a lot of families were so busy. Us as parents, we're connected all the time to our own cell phones. And dinner time, oh, sure, we're the hero family and we have dinner time. Yeah, it's like 15 minutes long. We scarf the food down, everybody goes away. And for family entertainment, it's a movie. So when do you actually like talk with your kids and enjoy their presence and them enjoy you and you laugh around and you just tell stories or whatever, you know, and just dialogue instead of having something 
in the involved and sort of running the show. They don't know how to do it. I, my child is never going to walk up to me and say, "Don't you think we should be talking?" It's never going to happen. Yeah. We, Rosemary and I sat at a restaurant and we watched what appeared to be grandparents with a fourteen-year-old that they were taking out to eat. He spent his entire time never looked up with his phone. To, I don't know what it's playing games or texting or what he was doing. No talking. They looked across at each other and kept looking, but they didn't do anything about it. They didn't say, you know, Elliot, can let's put your phone down. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I think we've been intimidated by it. We don't want to appear to be out of it. We don't know as parents. We need to be managing it. How many times have you pulled up at a light and seen a mom obviously carpooling, you know, three or four girls? Every and the mom at the light is doing something with hers. Everybody else is doing something with their cell phone. Nobody's talking. Mm-hmm. Where are these tailor-made times? To talk, it's not just about getting to know my child. It's about teaching my child how to have a relationship. So we're going to send out in the next five years, we're going to send out an entire generation fleet of people that have no idea how to have a relationship. They're socially awkward is yeah. what they'll be. I mean, At they can least. handle a few friends and all that, but there's a lot of social situations that you don't get into until you're an adult. And if you can't figure, if you can't at least prepare your kids for that, um, they they do they do turn out to be a little bit awkward, not knowing what to to say in certain situations. I don't think they know they're awkward, and I don't because the people around them are the same. But I, <laughs> I I think here's what happens for them: they they meet somebody, they for the first time in their life, they have a relationship with a, with another person, and it's it's amazing. I've I've never had a relationship. She listens to me. I listen to her. He he listens to me, and and so the seduction. Uh, of that is, is due to a vulnerability. I'm relationally vulnerable. I've never, ever talked to somebody else. I've never, ever sat at lunch at school and talked. I've never walked home from school with somebody or off the bus and talked. We're talking. We must be in love. And what happens is we get they get married, and it shuts down. They don't know how to do it. They don't. Now it's the time for the real work once you're married. And somebody at the office talks to them mm. and somebody listens to them. And because they have no relationship, because of their relationship vulnerability, they cave and they make some radical sinful mistakes. We've got to decide this, this cyber tsunami that's hit our shores that we weren't prepared for is uh, invaded us. We're in charge of it and we need to put the boundaries up, but we need to think through it. If we don't believe that this is going to be a problem, we won't believe to the point of taking it on. And believe me, it will be a challenge taking it on with your children, but it must be done. You've been listening to Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries here on Parenting on Purpose. I'm Ruthie J., your host, and if you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, uh, even the resources that are available online, maybe you can even do the Smile Amazon thing, and have the proceeds go to Sheridan House, all those links and information are online at shfm.org, short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. And if uh, you enjoyed today's program, you want to share it with someone else, even ask a question. Uh, We've done some other week-long topics on um, cyberbullying and using different topics like this. You can find them online at parentingonpurpose.org. We hope you join us tomorrow. We'll continue talking about dealing with this cyber tsunami here on Parenting on Purpose.